0: Sunday Grill on beat 102 103.
1: There's some lovely music from both our music culture and the Ukraine heading to Feathered on Sea in County Wexford today. And all in the back of a van, the Festival in a Van Shared Music Sessions have been visiting 21 counties throughout Ireland since early autumn with performances from over 50 artists. And today they hit Feathered on Sea. Cassie Delaney is the producer of Festival in a Van Shared Music Sessions and she joins me this morning to tell us more. very welcome Cassie.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having us.
1: This sounds very exciting. You've been doing a lot of
2: driving in a van I presume. We have have been on the roads a lot. I have seen more of Ireland in the last couple of months than I had in my 32 years of being. Um, It's wonderful. So Fest on a Van kind of is an idea that was started by journalist Gemma Tipton during, um, initially during Covid. Hmm. And the idea is that by sort of packing a van with sound equipment in a small stage that we could get the arts to places that you couldn't reach during COVID especially. So initially we were driving to kind of care homes and hospitals and schools and putting on socially distanced performances there. So it might pull up at a care home, all the windows were opened and the the residents were able to enjoy some music in a very responsible, socially distanced way. Now, obviously, as the kind of um, restrictions lifted and life sort of comes back to some semblance of normality, we started using the van to reach Ukrainian um, response centers and to go to places where there were Ukrainian residences residents who um, have obviously been through an incredibly trying time over the last couple of months. And what the shared sessions then is all about is that we put on... Um, a performance with local musicians, so mm. always local to whatever county we're in and then local Ukrainian musicians as well. Um, so it's been it's it's been amazing. Like it's been absolutely incredible to uh, be a part of and to also see how the audience responds then to local music and then music that they're more familiar with. And as
1: what well. kind of reaction have you got from both cohorts? So from people who've lived your years and people who maybe only just got here last March,
2: yeah, it's incredibly emotional, really, like it's it's um, it's, you know, the, the arts is the kind of thing that connects us. And a, a lot of the I suppose a lot of the difficulty in relocating to another country has been the language barrier. And when, you know, when language fails, that's where the arts kind of steps in. So you don't need to understand what is being said or what is being sung to be able to enjoy the music mm. and seeing people to be able to connect because they're all enjoying the same thing is really magical. Um, And then obviously we bring in we've kind of identified a lot of brilliant Ukrainian musicians who are in Ireland, whether they've been here for a long time or whether they've come over since March and being able to bring those people to centers and see the reaction. I mean, one particular Marina Odalesko is was quite famous in Ukraine and you see people light up when they see her. Like they get so excited. Everyone lines up for photographs. She puts on an incredible performance. It's just, it's brilliant to bring that kind of little bit of joy back mm. to people. And she'll be one of the performers on Sunday. Will she in Feathered on sea? She will. So we're going to be in St. Mary's Community Hall from kind of 2 p.m. So it's a it's a nice long show today. It'll be um, 2 p.m. till 3. There'll be some music. Then there's some food. There's pizza. I'm reading some uh, descriptions of some local olive oil that's going to be available on top of some uh, delicious pizza. And uh, then we'll play more music until about kind of uh, five o'clock. Lovely. So it's um, it is totally open to the public as well. So if anybody wants to come and check it out, Marina will be there. Her friend, a violinist, is actually going to join her today. We have a musician from Latvia, um, and then local um, a local performer called David Hope is also performing. Fab. And is it all free then? It's all totally free, so um, we've been so, so fortunate that um, Festival in the Van and the, the shared sessions particularly have been supported by Creative Ireland, and then we've been working very closely with uh, Wexford County Council as well to program this event. And there's just so much goodness on the ground, like there's so much, there's so many amazing people in Ireland working at this kind of um, uh, these sort of first responses to help Ukrainians. There's been just an outpouring of generosity from musicians, local suppliers, the people working in and running accommodation centres. And then obviously um, Creative Ireland as well have been absolutely fantastic.
1: Oh, well, it's just a gorgeous idea. And um, the website is, if people want to check it out, festivalinavan.com. You said it's two o'clock in the community hall there in Feathered. Is that right?
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyone, come one, come all.
1: Okay. And and then with the van itself, is that more a summertime thing that you travel and you play in the van then or is that how they travel? Well,
2: yeah, no, no. So we did for the for the first couple of months, we um we traveled exclusively in the van. The performances were on like in taking place in the van. There's some beautiful photos on our website and our social channels there where you can see how the van sort of opens up into a stage. And we did some incredible outdoor performances all through September and October. We were totally blessed with the weather, except for twice we had to postpone because of bad rain conditions. And then coming into November, we just kind of... Every time we go to a place, we're invited back or the word spreads and we just can't say no to people when they when they want to run a festival in a van. Our only condition for November was that we could maybe move
1: inside. I know.
2: There were a lot of numb fingers by the end of the week. I can imagine. Performed.
1: And it is much colder now this week. So you're right. So it that is, is the yeah. Community Hall in Feather on Sea. And Feather on Sea is just gorgeous. So you'll, you'll really awesome. enjoy it there. Oh, it's fabulous. Festivalinavan.com. And of course, you can check out their socials as cassie said as well Um, 2 p.m is kickoff is it cassie that's it 2 p.m brilliant well best of luck with it and thanks a million for joining me this morning thank
2: you
0: the sunday grill on beat 102 103
1: well a great idea for sustainability coming from airfield estate in dublin but they are looking for people outside of the capital to get involved we all know the stats about food waste by now well we should I have to say, I didn't. One million tonnes of food is wasted in Ireland each year, while 10% of Irish people live in food poverty. Airfield Estate wants to do something about this and they're looking for advice for young people. To tell us more, Airfield Estate CEO, Claire McEvely is going to talk to me about this idea. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill. Thanks very much. Now, could you tell us a little bit about food waste in a place like Airfield? And I'm conscious that you are the most sustainable is that right when it comes to food waste restaurant in dublin but how does food waste usually work in restaurants because i suppose sometimes we think of the scraping off plates but i'm sure there's extra food as well is there
0: absolutely in every type of restaurant whether you're heading into a city center or on on a cruise it's just one of those things that unfortunately a, a lot of food waste food is wasted in the hospitality sector we're very fortunate at Airfield, so for people who don't know, Airfield Estate is a beautiful 38 acres, uh, very close to Dundrum Shopping Centre, literally up, up the road, mm-hmm. and we are open to the public, and our purpose is really around helping people to get to know their food. We run classes, we run courses, we're this beautiful oasis, you can come, you can play in the, in the nature scape. there's loads happening on the estate, but certainly... We're very focused around sustainability in the food sector, and especially on on food waste.
1: And you're a, a a working farm as well, is that right? So does that help with the food waste too?
0: Yeah. So what what essentially what happens because we are um, we are a, a working urban farm, and that's for for people just so that they know we're not a petting zoo. We're an yeah. actual working farm. Yeah. We milk our own cows every day. We collect the eggs. Um, but what happens with the food waste is within the restaurant, um, as you said, once the plates are scraped and everything goes into the bin, it's taken off to a special aerobic digester and it's broken down so that actually it can become compost and then it's used within the on in the flower beds with the fruit and veg. So it's fully circular. So really no, nothing is wasted as mm. compared to other restaurants.
1: Okay, and then are so we being a bit naive and thinking that everything just turns into compost then if you put it into the brown bin?
0: Yeah, I mean, for, for restaurants, I mean, it's it's different. It's a lot easier when you're at home mm. to be able to do this. But, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's busy. You're, you can't, you're trying to concentrate on, on many different things. But to be fair, a lot of restaurants are trying to do their best, not only with how they get rid of the food that's wasted, but also looking at there's a brilliant app called Too Good To Go, which is uh, uh, um, allowing people to be able to purchase foods that would otherwise go in the bin. Um, so, you know, there's plenty of things going on within within the restaurant sector, but like it's it's just it's another thing in a very busy industry.
1: Tell us what you want young people to do, and why young people in particular.
0: So, Airfield belonged to this amazing family called the Overends, and they left um, the estate in trust to the people of Ireland in the mid seventies. And so we, especially over the last 10 years, have been really focused around getting people interested in knowing their food, coming on the estate, seeing seeing what's happening. Um, but to be honest, myself and the team, we're merely custodians of airfields, and we're not going to be around for forever. Mm. And these amazing 38 acres of, of urban farm, it's so special. Every city should have one. But what should we be doing next? How should we be engaging with young people? rather than us sitting here coming up with ideas we really want to hear from the young people themselves we also want to give an opportunity for young people to develop as leaders in food sustainability and to come uh, so it's not just going to be like a focus group we won't just be picking our brains and sending them off we'll actually be exposing them to training different training getting them to hear from different speakers I suppose I have this lovely dream that Greta Thunberg will come and talk to our board, but it's it's really an opportunity for young people to get involved with with food sustainability.
1: Brilliant! And what age group are you talking about here?
0: So we're looking for fifteen to eighteen year olds uh, to come and join us. Obviously, there'll be meetings throughout the year. They, of course, will either happen on a Saturday or or, or during the school holidays. And we would ask that people would stay with us you know for for really for 24 months. Mm. Um, it's a great opportunity and to be honest with you, we really need people from outside Dublin because certainly what we're seeing is that there's a definite disconnect between people who live in the city and people who live in uh, in rural areas mm-hmm. like really we just think food comes comes from Tesco when actually there's so many young people out there whose family are involved in farming and we'd love to hear their voices too. They're super important to us. Okay,
1: good stuff. And people go on to the Airfield Estate website. Is there a section there that they can get in contact?
0: Yes, so if they go on to airfield.ie, there's a section, you'll see it, our team and the link to apply for the board is there. We're keeping that open now to the 19th of December. And really we're looking for people from diverse areas. You don't have to be uh, a super, you know, a super foodie. We just would love for different people from different backgrounds to apply. Um, of course, any of the transport costs, that kind of thing, will be covered. But in terms of what the board are going to do, I can't say. It's up to them to come mm. up with their, their plan. We've been looking at back in the UK so that's Jamie Oliver's campaigning charity his young campaigning charity and they've been doing amazing things around school meals the Marcus Rashford all of his work Uh, so really we want this group to be not just helping Airfields, but thinking about how do we get young voices engaged in policy particularly around food sustainability which we know is key in Ireland being such a food nation
1: Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, I know so many young people in the southeast are so interested in climate change and sustainability. So if you are interested in going on to Airfield Estates board, it is airfield.ie and you'll find out more details there. Claire, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks a million.
0: The Sunday Grill on beat. 102.103. Beat 102103.
1: It is the Sunday Grill. I hope you're doing well. We have a movie that has two ways to watch it this week in the cinema. And via Netflix, Kilkenny's five time Academy nominated cartoon saloon brings us My Father's Dragon. It's directed by Nora Doomey and it tells the story of Elmer and his dragon pal. Let's have a listen to a clip from My Father's Dragon before Brian tells us more.
0: My father was born a long time ago. Morning,
1: everyone. Morning,
0: morning Elmer. Morning, he lived in a world that seemed like it would go on forever. The times got hard. And he was a child like any other. Prone to scraped up knees and flights of fancy. Why is everything so hard?
1: This is where I can help. You were kind to me. I'm going to return that kindness to you, Elmer. Just sitting there on this little, tiny island. An amazing, spectacular,
3: real, live. Dragon? My name is
1: Elmer. My name's Boris. Not as cool, but it goes with my face. <laughs>
0: my father would soon set foot in places no child had ever been before.
1: Now, a note to movies across the world. That is the way to make a trailer. No ridiculous soundtrack underneath, just dialogue. That's what I want to see from now on from trailers.
3: Okay, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell the you movie tell industry. Steven Spielberg. Okay.
1: All those people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll text them.
1: <laughs> now, this is on a limited release in the cinema. I checked it out. It is still on this week and throughout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. And it would be a lovely one to go and, on a trip to the cinema to see, but it's also available on Netflix. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Where did you see it, Brian?
3: Netflix. <gasps> you I hop have, out. I have a big telly and I oh. closed the doors and I finished the takeaway. I <laughs> sat down and watched it. So I was properly in it. It's pretty much a... Uh, as as close to a, my own little cinema okay, as I can get like okay. so.
1: Now in three two one, let's both say what your takeaway of choice was. Three, two, one, kebab. Loaded
3: fries. <laughs> yeah. A lot of kebab. I didn't get a kebab last night.
1: <laughs> I'm very impressed. Loaded with what?
3: A chicken and chili. We heard. It was try I tried it for the first time, it was really nice.
1: Chicken and then beef chili.
3: I don't know because <laughs> I had it in the dark. So I don't know. It was like a chicken and a chili sauce and on chips from a really, chipper it was yeah it's from this place I tried it for the first time last night it's in Waterford City okay. so you
1: liked it it's really nice yeah alright
3: let's talk about it <laughs> I love that we're getting completely caught up <laughs> in this as well because I know I know for a fact when we're finished this you're going to what's the name of that place yeah <laughs> I
1: think I might go there what's their cheese on top
3: ah uh, I don't think so. Okay, that was a big plus for me. I'm not a big cheese person, so. You know,
1: Brian, I honestly don't think I could eat a food in the dark. I think that would really weird me out.
3: Oh well, the thing was for me, I was trying because I had a fork and I was eating the the chicken with, it and I couldn't see the chicken, so I was like, I was like, okay, this is a chip, and I was like, this is a very tough chip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, no, this is chicken. It's all good.
1: I feel we're lucky you're still here with us. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk my father's dragon, and um, this is a lovely one. It's a really simple animation. I find you know the, you know we expect so much from cartoons and animated films. It has now, to be mad
3: this, realistic and everything. Yeah,
1: I think this is really lovely and traditional looking.
3: Yeah, the I have to say the animation of this is definitely the best aspect of it. Like okay. it's 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 a beautiful movie. Mm. Like they definitely carry on that they don't like because this is their kind of their. Biggest movie so far, realistically. Okay. Even though it's kinda gone hundred percent under the radar. Like I only found out about it because it was people on Twitter saying saying that it was coming out. Like I didn't hear anything about Netflix promoting it. Mm. I looked at letterboxes, boxes, I look at my reviews and stuff, and people were saying they saw nothing about marketing from this on Netflix. So it is like completely gone under the radar, which is it's a shame like because you know?
1: of marketing, do you think? Oh well or? like
3: how else are you supposed to find out about yeah, it, like, you know? True, true. But it has a, it has a massive cast, but like it is like Cartoon Saloon. They're local, so I had to I had to well, I had to watch it. But they Like they're not are just unreal.
1: local. It's not like support local. Yeah. They are five times <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Academy Award nominated. They are fairly big
3: now, you know? They know, but the the animation it was for me the the standout for it. The story I felt was a little was a little weak because well not it wasn't even that the main character like so the the cast was massive so Jacob Tremblay is in there so he mm-hmm. was in Room he was in Good Boys which I think he's fantastic in but he was in a lot of other things as well okay uh, Ian McShane is in there Gaten Mat- Matarazzo so he is in Stranger Things Dust- Dustin Hoffman in Stranger Things okay uh, Diane West in there Alan Cumming. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is in there She plays the cat Chris O'Dowd is in there Whoa. as well Rita Moreno Judy Greer Like it's a massive cast Yeah And that's why I was like I'm so surprised that nothing's been heard about it Because yeah. Wolfwalkers was all over the place Like yeah. for, a- for ages And uh, and that was on Apple Apple Plus Apple Well, I don't even know the name of the streaming thing for Apple And that was fantastic I loved Wolfwalkers mm. I just felt like the main guy in this just annoyed me so he was so selfish. The little kid, yeah, aren't yeah, you're
1: calling little kid selfish. Yeah, why not?
3: Okay. yeah <laughs> know, <Okay. laughs> but, but he 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 was just like so. The the whole thing is his mother owned a shop and they basically couldn't afford the shop anymore, so they had to move away. Right to the uh, city. To the city, mm. which doesn't make fiscal sense, but uh, they like they were living out in the countryside with this okay. little shop, so they move into the city. Yeah, yeah That yeah. happens. And um, th- so she's They're trying to he, Like she's saying that She's promising That she's going to start A new shop or whatever And okay. just to ke- keep him Like like occupied About that's what's going to happen mm-hmm. And she Like t- they're told To not bring back A cat to the apartment He brings Like a cat gets into the apartment And she thinks That he brought it in And then she's like Like I have enough To be worrying about Please yes, like don't do. be, mm-hmm. And she shouted at him And And then he runs away. He runs away away from home.
2: Okay. And I was
3: like, "Oh my!" Because he was like, "Oh my God, she doesn't care about me." Like, like there's nothing in this movie so far to show that she doesn't care about Mm -hmm. you. And then he meets a talking cat, as we do. That's the talking cat from earlier on, because he was nice to the cat once. And then they, that cat sends him animation to save a dragon from a secret island. Like so is that like the the saving the dragon from the secret island I'm completely on board with. Yeah, A whale do. bringing him through Ashes the ocean through and seeing seeing like uh, these islands that only have tangerine trees on it. That's fine by me. This child being so selfish that he thinks he knows everything all the time annoyed me so much. <laughs> Like I'm fine. The talking <laughs> ape, the all the fighting, the dragons, everything. You just everything. don't like
1: selfishness. I don't like selfishness, okay. but right. like
3: he just even throughout the movie, because you think he's going to have this arc of like, but even like r- like right to the end, he's basically shown that like he was right, and then it's like,
1: oh, he never learns a lesson about his selfishness.
3: I don't really feel like he does. Okay. And we don't even we don't even see a final moment at the end where he shows well he kind of do, but he kind of just he he keeps saying like because the okay. He has a moment with the dragon where he's like, "Oh, be like, I hope you'll be okay." And he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out." It's like, no, it's the whole point—not that you're not in charge of figuring this things out, like you know. <laughs> so that really annoyed me. But like the, the 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 only thing that got me through was the animation was just so okay. beautiful. Did you like the dragon? The, the dragon was fun. Like it was, it's getting Matarazzo, so he's actually brilliant than anything he's in he was in honour society a few okay. few months ago and I thought he was fantastic in that as well but like he, what's not to love about him he's so okay. lovable and playful like he's just like I think he was great I think his character was fun because he was this kind of trap dragon that didn't believe in him himself and then he like he gradually does get build self confidence which is 100% behind that but
1: yeah it's hard to not like a a, selfish character, child. a main character in a movie I, oh, if I'm not behind the, the main movie. character yeah. you, uh,
3: you're like I, I don't know I just I find him so too selfish okay. you know alright yeah. I'm <laughs> getting okay. really wind up about
1: this. Yeah, you are. Let's black pudding it then. Out of 10 for My Father's Dragon. It is unlimited release in the cinemas now, and it has been unreleased from Netflix since last week.
3: So, mm-hmm. simply, simply because of how much I didn't like the child. <laughs> right. I'll give it like a seven okay. or six. Six You've or just seven?
1: Heard the inner workings of Brian Griffin's brain. I don't like selfishness. Seven out of 10, black pudding wise? Yeah. Okay. That is My Father's Dragon from Cartoon Saloon. and um, If you do go and see it and have an opinion on the selfish or not so selfish child, uh, you might fancy, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, there is an exhibition running alongside My Father's Dragon in Butler's Gallery okay. in Kilkenny. And it is running right now until January 29th. So loads of time to see that as well. And they usually do the... Cartoon Saloon's movies they bring all the inner workings of it from the studios to yeah. the exhibition centre so it's a, a great one to see at Butler Gallery there in Kilkenny City if you want to check that out if you want to go and rant about poor Al Elmer
3: Yeah well no, the whole Cartoon Saloon like they do Oh they do amazing they do. Stuff. I think they do and this is what like, I yeah. really miss in this they do Irish kind of folklore so well Yeah. and I really missed it in this because it, like, it didn't have yeah. that it kind of went more serious and okay. I feel like I feel like they need to be more whimsical that show
1: Okay Thank you very much. Seven black puddings out of ten in the cinema and Netflix. Uh, Check out your cinema listings to see if it's still there. Uh, Brian, thanks a million. No bother at all.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.